0: So hi, welcome to Stammer Stories. My name is William Lovin, and I'm your host and the founder of this podcast. In in this podcast, we talk about stammering from from all different perspectives. So I will be talking to people who stammer, people who work in the stammering field, field, and people who who have a genuine in, interest in the topic. This is very exciting because this is the first episode have a guest and Matt guest is Michael. Me and Michael went to school together called Sunny Down School. We both had a stammer and we, have so we both helped each other with different tips, but also we both went to Michael Palin Center. Michael has been doing some amazing work around stammering over the last few years. So I thought he would be a perfect guest to join us on our first episode. So Michael, can you please tell me, can you please introduce yourself and then tell the viewers what you do for a living.
1: Hi, hi, Will. Um, cheers, cheers for having the first um guests like uh, me. So my name's Michael Derrigadams, Der- Der- and I do free and lance, lance, lance and work. So I do like film and TV, and I also teach as well. So yeah, so yeah, cool. that's uh, me, and so.
0: We we are both so like I said we both went to school and like we both had a stammer. So my first question is Michael. Let, so let's talk about your stammer. When did you first realize that like, you had a stammer, and how and how did you find having a stammer when at a young age?
1: So I could um, tell I had the stammer because I was um, eight, and I found. Like at a age, like on um, that note, it was very hard because back then, stammering weren't weren't like people actually knew what stammer was. But right now, there's so like there's tons of help out there. But when I was eight, there weren't. So I found like joining in like conversations, like even like talking to my like sisters, my and my family too, was quite hard for uh, me. Yeah, and when you were at that age, when did your
0: parents did? When did you start getting speech therapy for your stammer?
1: So I started to get like speech therapy and that when I was um, eight. So when it like just began, yeah. and um, I had speech therapy for. Ages now, I had it, yeah, but I found the speech therapy helped. But the, oh, but I found it was quite. So they didn't concentrate on the like my speech. They was trying to um, concentrate on my confidence, and I really wanted to concentrate on getting like over my stammer And they made me, but leave that. But yeah.
0: Amazing. And have you found that, because I think to the viewers, stammering is quite a niche topic, so people may not know about what people may, what, what may help people stammer. So do you have any, any techniques that you found really helpful for your stammer that, that so- other people may find helpful?
1: Um, so what, what I find that helps, you no know, so I've had a stammer now for 20, 23 years, <laughs> so quite a long time. But with uh, me, now, I think it's all about confidence because when you're confident, you can achieve anything you want because um, if you're not confident, you are, aren't confident to talk to people you aren't confident to answer the phone and like trying to breathe with some well. I know it's a simple task for, uh, for people that don't know, but it's just getting that brief, think about what you're about to say and be confident too. Amazing. So
0: let's go into the deeper side of it, which I know that people will be interested to hear because Like, people know that people with a stomach get bullied, or like, we go through quite tough situations. And what has been the time you struggled most with your stomach? But how, but how did you sort of fix that? How did you learn from that? Then, what have you learned from that situation?
1: So, I, I found like, um, like in school and that, like, trying, like, I found trying like from a book like trying to read read from a book in front front of um everyone like i knew at school people knew i had the speech problem problem but i thought to myself will will people laugh will people i had that incident i won't say who it was but i had the person say to me how comes you pause when you're saying saying no word?" And that because they, but the person not got, I had the speech problem. Then. But it was back then, like right now, if some of the boys that teach have like speech problems, have stammers and they have help now. When I was back then, I not had some help, and my self confidence went downhill because of that. But I am overcame that um, from just saying i had a problem then but i said i learned from that and i'm a much i i am here now i'm like more confident about that so yeah
0: like like i've always told people is that like with a stammer you can't really change it like it's our our voice which we can't really change compared to someone who wears glasses for instance they can wear um, contact lenses which can help prevent them from maybe getting bullied but with our stamina because it's our voices we can't change it and people say how 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 don't you let it affect you but I think it's one of those things that because we've had it from such a young age we've learned to sort of not let it affect us and then we've learned to just let it blow away without taking too much God, because I think so. Sort of every single person who's done take those comments to heart, think there would be a, lots of people who, who would struggle in life really massively. Then I think lots of people do, which is incredibly sad. And I think he, letting people hear these stories that we all go through about how we fix them I will really hope and motivate people's thoughts to get around around that and push themselves so i'd love to talk to you about your stammer is me documentary you've (laughs) had some amazing coverage from it and can you talk about the different stages so how you first came up with documentary like what you covered in the documentary but also the aftermath as well
1: um so the um the idea to like my stammer is me so i was on a train home and I thought, thought um, to myself, I always had the idea I want to like people to know I have a stammer to spread awareness of that. So it was a journey home, and I thought I will make a half an hour documentary about my stammer is me. So I con- um, contacted two, uh, two people who had stammers how how ria and my good friend rick um sharky too and i just just said um would you be open to share your story about your stammer and they said yeah great and then so the my stammer is me focus on my story as well and how ria's story and rickham sharky's Story, and after that half now documentary, people learn about what a stammer does to someone's life, and it just how someone can overcome it too. And the best uh, best part about my stammer is me. It features uh, Michael Palin, and the fun uh, fact I about about that is. Um, it was a phone phone call to um his um agent, and I thought I won't get um get him, like like to appear in it, and then yeah, I I got him to appear, and he's one of the kindest people people you could uh, meet, and my stammer is me. My dream is to get it on TV one um, day, but it's one of the best documentary I have done. Because it's so real, it's so personal to me. And it has opened up the doors for me too. So I appeared on IOTV and Channel 5 News because of that. And it's one of them documentaries that can't be redone, can't be because it's so real. So yeah.
0: And that's just so exciting to hear. Like sometimes you don't realize with certain projects you do how, how much of a difference you may make from doing, like, like, you may spend so much time doing a certain thing and not really realise how, how much of uh, well, a big effect that it had, then your document had a massive effect on so many people, then I think it really did help raise awareness. And so I'd love to f- follow on from that question, which is, so your document was amazed by also you work with Action of Stammering Children and the Michael Palin Centre, like I do and when you did some incredible fundraising for the charity so can you so was that linked with the stammer is me documentary or was that as a separate side hustle alongside that
1: um so so with with the actual the fund rate raising so i i thought to myself after my stammer is me 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 came out i thought i want to give back to the people who has helped helped change my stammer has gave me confidence and so I partnered up with my Kung Fu school and we did a like like the kids got involved so we done like a ball and break thing and we thought okay we will raise 500 pound for actually for stammering children and we ended up raising £13,000 for the, the charity. And then when the final amount came came in, we thought, what, £13,000? For, for and we were shocked now. But Action for Slamming Children do deserve it because they change kids' lives for the best. They, they change kids' and ad- adults' life. They make people believe uh, in their... Dan-mothers. and yeah they, they are, are great you can can
0: totally back you up the charity have given so many people support and, and like i said in um, my episode that how much of a difference the michael palin center and action starring children have changed my life and and how they've completely changed my perspective and for the viewers who don't know who action starring children are they are one, one of the UK's biggest charities around stammering but also they've done some really interesting reports about statistics around stammering and then they've got some really exciting people who are on on board with a charity and they have so many different great programs for people with a stammer but also for people who don't have a stammer to help mentor others so one of the biggest things that I've well, a few that. So one of the biggest things that I've realized over the last year, like the COVID pandemic has affected us all in many different ways, and I've realized how much of a difference lockdown has affected my stomach for good but also for bad, like how going from a very busy office to working in, in a room by myself. And I realised that my stammer is more is better when I'm more sociable and and when I'm not sociable, I realised that I was stammering on new words. And what I want and like face masks were a big struggle at the start because no one can see because people with a stammer have a normally have a gesture. It could be a a slight tremor in their hands, it could be a slight mouth gesture. And because people can't see that face masks have been quite difficult for people with a stammer because you can't tell that with stammering. So, Michael, how have you found the last year with your stammer? How have you found like the, like the social side effects but also wearing a face mask?
1: Um, so I I I totally agree with each point you you have just no no said. Um, I I'm finding it quite hard because I'm like currently at home online, so I'm te- teaching online, and I find with with me now rather talk to someone like in person. So I and my speech seemed to improve if I talk, talk to someone in real um, life and we're wearing like a face, face cover in too, I, I find it hard because we learn a certain technique to breathe when, when we sit down my two and that goes, goes out, out of the um, way and I I'm, I'm have been, been finding it quite um, hard um, too no, but we have to be careful because of covid so yeah
0: and like you said like <clears throat> you found some of your techniques difficult throughout the pandemic what tech what new techniques have you found that have really helped you like wearing what techniques have you found that are helpful for when you're wearing a mask or what techniques have you found like for a zoom call because i've realized that the more i make zoom calls and teams calls to my colleagues my confidence on making phone calls is so much better and like i found different techniques of going morning or going afternoon like before I I, I may have stammered on on that but now it just feels like the new way of talking when I sort of really improved on those skills so can you relate to those how have you found like zoom calls and team team skype how have you found those sort of Um... in, in yeah
1: so, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, fine. I just put myself in like a am comf, comfortable boat, and I find it helps my my confidence. So if I'm like te- teaching on a line though, the boys know I've got a speech pro- problem and that as well. I just like have a laugh, have some um, jokes and that, and then that has the boys at ease. Has um, I'm at ease them too. You no, know, but. I haven't found a time that I have thought, oh god, my talking's bad, or that, no, because no, now, I've got to that point now, I don't really, I know i got a speech problem, but I don't, it's a part of actually me now, so I'm not finding it that um, hard now, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, how it sort of made you more confident, but have you always been comfortable, like, Before you've gone into a situation, (laughs) following from your point about telling the boys that you've had a stammer, have you always been confident like for job interviews or, or situations like those about telling the employer that you've had a stammer? And how have your previous employers found reacted more like when you've had a stammer?
1: um so i'm so it took me quite a long time to get the confidence to say oh yeah uh would you mind just just um like pausing there because i got a, like zamma and that too but uh, so i'm i had like a couple of jobs be before and that now and if you are open and and on this know. They they aren't too bad, but I do find some people like try to treat treat you, um, treat treat you quite odd oddly, like like you um have some something wrong with um, you. But the other hand, no, I find a stammer is you, like you don't have to prove to someone that you can talk, and yeah, no, I'm. I, I find now if I'm open and and honest about my stammer, it helps. You no, know, me and them too,
0: because I think one one of the biggest problems about people with a stammer who are transitioning from 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 school to a workplace is I think lots of people are scared about how the workplace may portray people's stammer. And I've been very fortunate that my company are very supportive for my stammer. I. And I told them before my interview, but also they let me embrace my stammer. Like they ask me questions, they let me promote any articles that I write, like my podcast, they let me promote it to the team because they see how important it is to make every single employee happy and welcome in into a team. And I mean, sort of want to try and make that so not just a few companies, that every company has that that sort of forward thinking of, we won't discriminate people if they have a spe- speech impediment or a neurodiversity, because that's not fair on that person. So one thing that I ask all all my guests is, so if you could give three pieces of advice to someone who's stammers, but also three pieces of advice to people who don't stammer and how they should react or cope in a situation if they're talking to someone with a stammer
1: so to to the people who had a stammer i would say be confident about your stammer don't let anyone tell you tell you um your 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 like your your odd your special because your stammer it just just be proud, be confident about your stammer. And to the people who don't have a stammer is um, you, it's a ice iceberg. So you just don't know what's the other person's thinking. So you see the 10, 10% of the iceberg over the surface. And then under the surface, you see the 90% of the surface. Treat us with respect and, yeah
0: good that's a very good pieces of pieces of it uh, yeah uh, yeah they're great so one last question just a uh, few just a hot question so don't think about it i didn't tell you about this beforehand when yeah, you sure. think of a famous person who stammers, who do you think of
1: a fa- famous person who has no stammer i i would uh, would say um uh, Ken George, no, the yeah. the, the Queens that the, the yeah. lads because in my damn with me, Sir Michael Palin was like talk, talking about that, and that's the first sort of first person I have no Think I okay. think the kid like Ken Ken George, don't know yeah. the first oh, or no. some Never. something Never or, <laughs> something wrong or oh, who who um Elsom um, does too. Joe Biden. Uh,
0: yeah. Joe Biden's yeah. got his number. Like, so many random people who... Not random, but so many people who you don't expect. Like uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, Elvis yeah, Presley. Ed,
1: yeah, Ed um, Sheeran, Sheer, El, Elvis. Uh, Bruce Willis does really? as well. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm trying, trying, trying to think of now. My um, brain gone dead. <laughs> oh, what's his... Oh, um...
0: Well, Ma- well, Marilyn Monroe had a stammer yep. she, and then she used her her famous breathy tones are, are apparently her coping techniques for her stammer. So I just want to say a massive thank you to Michael for joining me for this for our first guest show and then I've been linking Michael's Stammer Is Me documentary Michael's social media so you can go and give him a follow and and check out his his production company so you can see the other documentaries that he's made so another thank you for me for tuning into this episode then then as I've mentioned we've got some really exciting guests joining us but also we've we're going to be talking about a whole very range of topics around this so it'd be great so if you could give us a follow on on Instagram and Twitter those links they are below. will be updating um the like different snippets from the episode but also fun facts. So I will see you in two weeks. Thanks, bye.